Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 331 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today I'm speaking with Liz Stapleton and we're diving into what is analysis paralysis and how can bloggers actually avoid it. Now, before we jump into this episode, I want to make sure that if you have not already left a reading and review on your favorite podcasting app, if you would so do so, because it helps to continue to get great guests. All you have to do is leave a whatever star rating you want to and leave a quick review, whether it's from this episode or another episode. We just continue to be able to get great guests because of the reviews that guests see within their podcasting apps. So if you do that, I would so appreciate it. All right, you guys, as always, let's jump into this episode. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited to be able to talk about what is an analysis paralysis and how can bloggers actually avoid it. But before we do that, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Sure. So my name is Liz Stapleton. I've been blogging since 2014. And like most bloggers that have been blogging that long, I now have multiple sites. Um, <laughs> so I'm a blogger, but I have a background as an attorney. And most importantly, I'm someone who loves to make bloggers' lives easier with action-oriented content and trainings to save their sanity and help them earn more. And I do Excellent. that at bloggerbreakthrough.com. <laughs> I should, should say Perfect. that. Yes, definitely. And you have an annual summit that you normally host for that as well. That's Blogger Breakthrough Summit. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So it's usually, uh, it's in Q1, typically uh, mid to end of January. I'm super excited that you agreed to be a panelist this this past January. Yes. Um, so, and that's, that's uh, available every year. It's free. It's awesome. Excellent. Yes. They can definitely keep an eye out. We're obviously in March, but we're always thinking about when can we get more education and and when it's free, it's even better. So so let's talk about analysis paralysis. How would you define that? So I like to think of analysis paralysis of when you are so overwhelmed with either like information or a to-do list that you refuse to do any of it and you revert back to busy work that you know. So that could be, oh, I'm going to just tweak my website a little. It's not perfect. Or I'm going to go create more graphics for whatever. It's what, But what it really boils down to is a fear of stepping outside your comfort zone to get those new things going. So Excellent. Uh, you, you resort to things that won't move the needle at all. What would you say is the number one incident that causes analysis paralysis in bloggers in particular? I'd say, I'd say information overload, right? Like, cause especially when you start out, you're drinking from a fire hose, um, you know, and there's so many great tools and resources. So like my summit, it's awesome, but it's 50 speakers. And I very mm-hmm. much am like, guys, don't try to attend everything. Like, don't do that. It, it's too much. It takes me months to process all of this stuff. Um, you know, pick a track, stick to it, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced. Um, but, you know, and there's also all these great bundles out there. It's the same idea. It's so much content and it's fantastic content. But you need to really kind of pick one thing to focus and work on implementing before you dive into other stuff. I think like everyone just shiny objects, they want to keep going, they want, you know, and learning's fun. 
And it's not nearly as hard as taking action. <laughs> yes. No, so true. And I think some of us, especially those who probably consider themselves type A or also have a tendency to be eternal learners. We love all the information. We want to listen and do it all and listen to all the people. Um, but sometimes it is, it's really hard to kind of wade through the noise to figure out what steps do I have to take? So how can we actually determine those steps? Like how do we figure out what's the right steps for me? Sure. So I think there's a couple different ways you can go about it, right? Because um, first of all, especially if you're type A, make your list, uh, you know, make your list, go through there. And I'd say, uh, pick something. I, I'd go with either something that you know for sure is going to move the needle, or if you're not sure what's going to work best, go with what scares you most. Um, and like, be like, okay, I'm going to work on this for just like 15 minutes today. I'm going to say it's a win if I can work on this for 15 minutes. And then a lot of times you get sucked in, you work in longer, longer than 15 minutes, but it gets you going. Like you don't need to get everything done that day. It doesn't need to be perfect. I am a big encourager of taking imperfect action and that done is better than perfect. Very few things can't be changed or updated later. Um, So that's really, I think, kind of one of the best ways to go about it is to just pick one thing, right? And it could be, you know, and give it time to work. So, uh, don't go trying another strategy related to that until you've given it time to work, go work on something else, a new strategy. Sure. But give stuff time to work. I think that's a lot of, you know, where the shiny object syndrome comes from is we do something and we're like, great, it should be instant results. And that's not true, especially in blogging. Like you might have some little quick wins, But in reality, stuff takes time. So, you know, if there's stuff you need to do to kind of keep keep it going while you see if it's going to work, add that to your to-do list, make it something easy to knock out. And then if you want to start something new, make it something unrelated, like a completely different path, because you're not going to know what worked then if you're doing multiple strategies at once. Absolutely. So I have two questions actually that lead up to that. So uh, first is, what is a significant amount of time would you to leave it so that you're actually testing that strategy? Because that is something that I see. I see a blogger saying to me, oh, I tried it for three days. It didn't work. It's not working. It's not, it doesn't fit my audience. What would you recommend? Uh, So it depends on what you're doing, right? If you're doing like SEO, three to six months. (laughs) If you're doing running ads, you know, depending on your budget, obviously, and how much like that's going to play into that, but probably at least a couple weeks, right, to really get enough traction and interaction to see what's working. Um, So it kind of depends on what it is you're doing, in which case, hopefully your research has told you how long you need to give it to work. Yes. So you actually answered my second question because that was my second question was going to be, and which things are we supposed to be taking a look at when we're actually tracking this? So the first thing, of course, newer bloggers are thinking, you know, SEO, how long? And I think you nailed that right away. Uh, Sometimes even six months to nine months, depending upon like niche and how you are keeping track of everything. Um, But then also when it comes to like the email marketing side of things, I think that's an area I notice bloggers will kind of flit around the most. Well, I tested emailing my list once a week and I did it for a week and it didn't work. I'm like, that means, you you know, that math means you sent one email, right? That's really not testing it now, is it? 
Um, same thing with like our social media strategies as far as Instagram or Pinterest or whatever else it can be. Um, so I think that it is important. I like to always tell people, look at things for six weeks, really test it and be consistent because if you're not being consistent, you're not really working with the right amount of data. Like if I was back in the, my research days in college, I'd be told, nope, start over. That didn't count. So I think that that's important to really think about. You have to be consistently putting that out there in order for it to work. And I think you kind of hit on another thing is you need a big enough data pool. So newer bloggers might take longer to test something because it's going to take longer to get that much data than more established bloggers, right? So if you need a hundred page views to a post to see if it's converting, well, someone who's brand new at blogging, that could take them six months. Who knows? Uh, so, and a really established blogger, that could be two days or less. You know, like it just really depends. So uh, don't try to be like, well, that blogger managed to figure it out in two days. Well, they might have a completely different, you know, amount of data to work with than you do. So smart. And it just goes to that idea of not comparing your middle to someone's end or someone's beginning or whatever that looks like for them. Because this is whether you're, you've been blogging for 10 years and you've never tried a product or you've been blogging for a year and you've tried a product, your list size can be very different in how you have maintained it, engaged with them, nurtured them. So moving forward, and determining whether if it's going to be a successful product launch or not can be very different. So I think it is. It's so important. And I think for a lot of us that are creatives, we hate the numbers. But the numbers are so important in such a huge piece of being able to determine, okay, do I move on to my next strategy, to the next best thing that I'm going to do? So let's talk about how do we get unstuck from analysis paralysis? We're in it. We keep going to the same thing on our to-do list that we know that we're just knocking it off of our to-do list to do list to, to knock it off. How do we get past that and actually move the needle? Um, I think you've got to really look at planning. So taking a step back to look at your bigger picture and what your goals are, and then to see, okay, what is on my to-do list that's actually moving towards those goals and what isn't and get rid of it. Um, you know, I recently did, I always try to do this every couple of months, especially, but especially as we're we're recording this. It's towards the end of the year, you know, and I'm looking towards next year and, you know, I'm stepping back and I'm like, you know what, this task, it doesn't take a lot of time. I do it every week, but it's not actually producing a lot of results. I could probably let that go. And someday when I'm like tired and don't have energy for other things, I can go do that a little bit and it will help some, but it's not a huge uh, needle mover. And so, uh, you know, really taking the time to take the step back. I think so often we get caught up in the nitty to gritty details in the like working in our business that we don't step back to work on our business. And so you've got to really, you know, take a step back. It's amazing the like insights you will get from your blog and what you're doing when you take a step back. Um, you know, and, and that could be sometimes people have a hard time stepping back. So maybe sit down with a friend and they're gonna and then have them ask you, what is it you do? <laughs> And yes. just trying to explain that can help really clarify a lot of things because I'll tell you, a lot of people like this is so this is like a foreign language to people who aren't in it. It really is. I've been doing this for what almost 10 years or something. I've been doing it eight years. And not, most of my family still doesn't quite know what I do. <laughs> um, so you know, trying to kind of explain it to someone will help provide you with some clarity if, if stepping back is something you struggle with. 
Yes. And I think it is a huge piece that we all often forget is that positioning, right? Being able to say who you help and what problem you solve for them is such a huge piece of this. Because a lot of times, a lot of us, when we started, we were just kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall. We were just kind of like, let's see what's going to work. We're going to be creative. We're just going to do the things and you know, you'll build it. They'll come. Uh, And I think now that you have to be so pointed in what you are writing, it's really important, especially for SEO purposes, that you know the problem that you serve and what you are trying to be an expert in when you are speaking to your audience. Whether you see yourself as that expert or not, Google needs to see you as that expert if you are determining that you want to solve that problem for your audience. So I think that that is such a good point. Um, So how can we actually try to avoid analysis paralysis altogether? Uh, Again, planning, right? If you have a regular like planning day in your, you know, list of things to do, I use, so whatever tool you use, I use ClickUp, right? So I have recurring tasks and, you know, one of those is like, hey, you need to take a step back. I have recurring tasks of, hey, do a CEO day, check your bookkeeping, look at your big picture, things like that. Um, So having a plan where you're checking your, whatever data metrics matter to you. And that's really boring word, but whatever whatever numbers matter to you, that's revenue, page views, uh, email open rates, conversion rates, whatever those numbers that matter for your goals, not just like vanity metrics, but ones that tie to your goals. These are your key metrics. Um, and seeing, you know, okay, how can I work on doing that? So I actually, you know, as I'm I know this isn't coming out until March, but as I'm, this is the end of the year. And as I'm like looking towards next year, I'm like making notes of like, okay, hey, this had a conversion rate of whatever percent. So if I want to reach this many sales, this is how many views I need on that. How can I get that number of views, right? And so planning my action items around that of like, okay, I need to try to get more podcasts and this is for a different site, but, um, you know, or I need to guest post more, or I need to really, um, rev up my affiliate program. Right. So there's a lot of different ways I could do that. And so when you know what you're trying to get towards, it's a lot easier to zero in. I think for newer bloggers, it's harder because you don't have the data to really know, what, you know, you should be focused on. So you're trying a lot of different things. Um, but I would say stick with trying to get good at like one, get really, really good at one thing. And before you try to take on something else and, you know, make sure you're constantly stepping back on that one thing be like, okay, am I getting better? Is this working? How can I tell? What could I do differently? You know, and just step back and brainstorm. It's, a you know, I think there's so many things that we're like, we do it because we're supposed to, we're supposed to have an email list. We're supposed to email our list. We're supposed to, you know, whatever. But if you take a step back, you might find that your kind of unique perspective you'll come up with a twist on something that you don't really see a lot. And that's kind of exciting for you, for your audience, because it's not the same old thing over and over again. So, you know, um, and it may not always work out, but I think you've got to try it at least once. And I would say more than once. That's one thing I, so I've been doing this eight years. I still learn. I'm still like, I go to my own summits and paid trainings and all that stuff. And one thing that really stuck with me with one I did in 2022 was you need to run something at least three times to know if it's going to work or not, which I was like, 
oh my gosh, yeah, I, I haven't been doing that, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that is a, a great kind of piece of advice is you won't know if it's working from, like you said, from trying it one time. I emailed my my list once a week, once. Uh, you know, like that's, you're not going to know. <laughs> so you've got to try it a few times because you are going to get better. Your backend is going to get better. Your organization is going to get better. And you'll be able to streamline and see if it's really going to work or not. Yes. And I love the way that you talk about that it has to start with the goal because I think a lot of times when people come into my mastermind programs, they'll tell me, oh, I want to increase my revenue to 5K in by the end, consistently by the end of the, the six month period. And then they kind of look at me and like, okay, how do I do that? And, okay. Well, what are our revenue streams? How are we doing this? And what's going to be able to help you to increase that revenue? And it really depends. And I think a lot of listeners are going, okay, yeah, Jenny, tell me how to do that. Do that, do that 5,000. How, how do I make that happen? And I think it comes down to you like looking where you are and then trying to be able to figure out which steps you can take to improve upon. I think if you, anytime revenue comes into play, I think if you're looking at page views that are going to increase your ads, which a lot of bloggers like to do, sure. SEO is obviously number one. And then having that list is going to be important. And then looking to see, okay, how else am I monetizing? Am I doing it through sponsorships? Am I thinking about maybe my own product or my own service? And then getting in there and figuring out, okay, if I am going to launch my own product or service, I need to have a larger list. I need to be doing strategies that are going to help me grow my list. Bundles. I'm going to do a summit. I'm going to do a list swap. I'm going to do these things that are going to move the needle on the number of subscribers that I have on my list. And I think that that's the piece where a lot of people get stuck, right? They don't know. They can look long-term and look at the goal, but they'll be like, I don't know what steps to take next. Where do I go? Yeah, exactly. Do you ever find that there's foundational things that bloggers are missing that absolutely, no matter if they're beginning, middle, or advanced, have to go back and make sure that is fixed before they can really continue to move forward? Uh, the legal stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's a big thing. I think people, people don't even think about, yes. um, you know, and, and that's, I do, like I said, background as a lawyer, I do have another site that's like legal templates for bloggers, right? Um, you know, but I think definitely you need to go through and make sure that A, you have the right policies and places, but also that you're properly displaying whatever disclosures or disclaimers you need to. I see the biggest mistake is, you know, people will set it up so their site, it shows on every page. Great. Where are you doing it in your email? You know, like they don't even add it in email or it's in the wrong place in email. And so that is, I think, a foundational thing. I mean, if you're an advanced blogger, can hire a lawyer. Awesome. Do that. That is always going to be the best option. Uh, but a lot of people can't afford that. So if you're not in that boat, you know, look for templates from lawyers who are also bloggers who understand the various things that you are probably doing, right? Like I said, like my family, I mean, because they know I have multiple sites. And so that's where they get tripped up because each site's different. Uh, right. But, you know, so like, uh, a you know regular lawyer that you go to for whatever purposes maybe um registering your business which you don't really need a lawyer to do that but uh you know or for buying a house or whatever it is set creating a will they're like the online world totally different right. okay and there's a lot of great lawyers and a lot of great law firms that focus on serving that audience um so look at those as opposed to just your local lawyer. Uh, so getting the legal stuff. And then I'd say beyond that, you know, 
um, they're like, why isn't my list growing? Right. Or something like that, because that's, that's almost a key thing. Uh, Cause your website should be converting generally 2% of your audience to your list. Um, that is a good conversion rate. If you are like 0.1%, something is wrong. It's like, well, how many, where are your opt-ins? Are they visible? Are they eye-catching? Oh, do you only have it in your footer and nowhere else on your site? Well, are they getting all the way down to the footer? You know, so like there's things like that that can be uh, easily fixed that can make a big difference in the long term. So I'd say those those are kind of, I feel like the two biggest is the legal stuff of people just completely ignoring it or they're using free templates that aren't really covering them. Um, or, you know, I'd say like just not taking a step back. Oh, this is what I mean. It's like taking a step back. Go look at your website in an incognito window and play around and see what you see and find what you find and be like, wait, where is this? Because your your backend and your, you know, kind of vision in your head of what your website looks like could be totally different than what the user is really experiencing. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I always recommend, hey, when's the last time you went and looked at your site in an incognito window? (laughs) Play around. Oh, I love that. And I think too, like I love the fact that you brought up where is your opt-in because I think that that is something that I think a lot of people will struggle with. And I have a lot of bloggers that come to me that have 300,000 page views, but they opt in. They'll say, oh, I have a newsletter and they just sign up for my newsletter and it pops up. And that's how I've been getting people because they've been getting 300,000 page views consistently for years upon years upon years. So because of that, having to go back fix that opt-in, make sure that it's where it's supposed to be, that it's specific enough for your people so that you're not just giving away your favorite 10 recipes that have nothing to do with what you're trying to sell. Um, is going to be important. And even if you're starting out, making sure that it, even if you don't have traffic yet, I'd work on an opt-in before I would continue to put content out there because why are you putting out content if you don't have a chance of actually keeping those people and getting them onto your list? I think that's a huge mistake that I personally made as a lifestyle blogger for so many years. Um, So being able to fix that, I think is a very large part of what needs to be done to continue to move forward. Yes, I would agree. Oh, excellent. So tell me more about your blogging success planner that you have. Sure. So I, um, I have a free version and a premium version, um, but it's really, it's laid out to help you focus on, you know, okay, what is the blog content you're producing this month? What is the goal of it? What is, you know, are there any promotions going on this month that you need to take into account? What are you going to be emailing your list? And just really writing that all out because getting it out of your head can be a huge help. And then the premium version, which, uh, you know, after you opt in, you'll have an option to buy, right? Includes a growth plan that every week you get, and you know, it's just like, hey, month one, we're going to work on content planning. Month two, we're going to work on batching. Month three, we're going to work on monetize, whatever. I'm making these up. Those are in there. I don't remember what months they are. It all makes okay. sense. Um, but you get an email every week being like, hey, this is what we're focused on. Here's some additional like content and resources to help you learn this so that you can take action. Um, and so the planner is really just to help you get things out of your head and to focus on like one thing each month or, you know, the content that you're producing and making sure it ties towards your goals. So that's really kind of uh, what that's about. <laughs> Excellent. We're going to make sure that we link to that in the show notes. We'll have the free version and then also a link to be able to grab that premium version as well. Um, Liz, where are the best places to connect with you? Uh, honestly, email. <laughs> I am on social. I would not say I'm good at social. If you want to reach out to me, hello to elizabethstapleton.com. Send me an email. 
Um, I can be sometimes slow to go through email. Uh, I have a VA that helps me with it, but I do respond to emails. I am, I like barely know how to do Instagram guys. Like I'm like, Oh wait, there's a DM. Where do I find that? Um, (laughs) like it's pretty bad. It's, it's one of my goals to get better at, but again, it's not a huge goal that's going to move my needle. So it's pretty low on the priority list. Um, so email, just shoot, shoot me an email if you want to reach out. Excellent. Perfect. Liz, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my audience. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully I've provided some helpful tips. Definitely did. All right. Well, there you have it. So if you are trying to avoid analysis paralysis or trying to get out of it, it clearly is related to you determining what your goals are and what strategies, what steps you're going to take to actually move the needle and get to those goals. If you are looking for a program that can help you do so, fill out an application for my mastermind programs. As you heard me talk about, this is something that we routinely go over and we make strides to make sure that we are hitting those six month goals. I also appreciate it so much when you guys leave a rating review on your favorite podcasting app. If you take the time to do so, it helps to continue to get great guests on the show. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then.